The Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. Yep, it's the Make My Damn Movie Podcast, where we discuss the film and entertainment industry, focusing on screenwriting and the challenges of getting a movie produced as we spotlight seven original screenplays. I'm Mark Reynolds. And I'm Tom Swain. And this is episode number 29. We're getting close to 30. Yep. Very exciting. And speaking of exciting, we have somebody I'm so excited to have on. Now, listen, in all my years... When I was on radio, yeah. I've interviewed a ton of celebrities, a ton. Yeah. And that includes Pauly Shore. <laughs> That's true. And I know you're impressed, but I must say, I'm super excited about the guests we have lined up today. Actor, comedian, writer, producer, John Lear. Hello, John. Hey, John. Hi. Really fancy. Impressive. Uh, <laughs> Actor, comedian, producer. That's what like, you are. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I guess so. But, you know, in my mind, I'm I'm just a uh, a producer because nobody else would hire me. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> now, that's not true because I'm going to go over a couple of, of your uh, little uh, things that you've done. That, that we, now, I'm a fan, a huge fan of this yeah, one. Me too. Ten items or less. Quick you draw. can get it on Crackle. It. John is Leslie Poole, an inept goofball, <laughs> yet lovable. Yes. Mom and pop grocery yes. store owner manager in Ohio. I'm telling you, I could be the president of your fan club. <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not. I love that show, and we'll get into that. And then, of course, there's Jailbait, yes. an improvised web series. Uh, also, is that available on Crackle? No, uh, the advertise the Crackle could not get advertisers. <laughs> what? What? No way. It's uh, jailbait is near and dear to my heart because we really went for it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> show Oz on HBO. Yes. <laughs> back in the day, we wanted to make a comic version of Oz. And this is before Orange is the New Black, way before. That's right. Um, and uh, we shopped it around and nobody would touch it with a 10 foot pole. Uh-uh. Uh, I remember FX was just like, you are never going to uh, sell a, a, a show about. Yeah, a comedy about prison. Uh-huh. Uh, Bastards. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, but then we we had you know ten items had done so well that Sony had asked. They, Sony had just bought this portal called Crackle, mm-hmm. which we had never heard of, and uh, and most people still haven't. But uh, <laughs> they asked us if they said, "Hey, we'll give you some money to do a limited series." And we said, "Well, we really want to do this." And they're like, "You can do whatever you want." And we did it, and then. Um, they pulled it after they, they ran, they all ran mm-hmm. and there's actually one illegal episode on my website. So if you go to John Lear.com, I've posted one illegally up there just because there it, it's a great <laughs> series. John plays Ozzy O'Connor, a guy that mistakenly gets caught up in a drug sting and gets thrown in prison. Mm-hmm. Is that pretty yes. much it? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And it's and great. He's just that guy who just wants to fit in. Yeah. And he's in prison. <laughs> It's so funny. He's just the everyday man who gets a sense of prison. <laughs> now we got to go through a couple more here. The Hulu original series, Quick Draw, a Western it. set Quick in draw. a small Kansas town where five other sheriffs have been murdered. And I love your your character, Sheriff John Henry Hoyle, a graduate of Harvard. Of Harvard. And he'll remind you every episode. <laughs> and the yes. townspeople could care less. <laughs> yes. 
He's like every Harvard graduate. Yeah. He needs to let you know that he went to Harvard in the first minute of every conversation. Absolutely. And many, many times, many, many and times. Then, yes. And then just to remind you, yes, just to make sure you know that he went to Harvard. So a bunch yeah. of a bunch of sheriffs have been murdered and and John Henry Hoyle comes rolling into town armed with a forensics background. Right. Yes. Of the Forensics. 1870s. <laughs> yes. The 18, yes. A very important point. So, you know, that we're doing things like anthropometry, uh, anthropometry, anthrop- what is it? Anthropometry. I think it's anthropometry where it's like the, uh, uh, the size of your head. Oh, yes. Um, and the ear, the, the ear sketches. Ear, yes. I love that. Ears, ears were used for identification before fingerprinting right uh they felt that ears were everybody's ear was unique which i guess is kind of true um, <laughs> and they had drawings of ears and it was a great way to identify you know if somebody was shot it'd be like okay is this billy the kid let's hold the drawing up next up to his ear. Ear. Yeah. and that that <laughs> so not only was it a very funny show, but it, it schooled people on right. forensics. Yes. Love yes. It. We, we, lots of real facts in quick draw, which was one of the things that people really loved about it. So we yeah. had lots of true things mixed in with totally ridiculous things, but some of the most ridiculous stuff was actually true. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. You know, one of, um, what I, I, I remember we did a show about, uh, where a guy, has been bitten by a rabid dog. And so he has rabies and he comes and checks himself into the jail cell because he knows he's going to go crazy from rabies. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't want to hurt anybody. And so he gets locked up. And that was actually true. Lots of people, wow. who were, you know, wow. bit by a <laughs> rabid dog. There was, you could either kill them or tie them up or somehow restrain them from hurting you when they went crazy. Like they're going to so, werewolf or something. Exactly. Wow. So huh. it was like the first zombie, you know, sort of, so we yeah. tried kind of a zombie episode. Um, yeah. We did a comedy about that had rabies and smallpox. Yes. In the same episode, which is a- <laughs> Breaking new ground. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I That's think right. We're probably alone in that. Yes. <laughs> we're talking to John Lear, and who also played Christina Applegate's brother in the sitcom Jesse on NBC during its first season. Now you didn't have any lines in that, right? No, it was fantastic. Well, I had lines <laughs> at the very end. At the very end, they made him start talking. Oh, uh, but God, it was those were good years. Yeah, it was a good year, man. <laughs> I bet. Cha-ching. Yep. Network money, no lines to memorize. I just awesome. sat in my trailer playing video games and then just went out and made sure I stepped on the piece of tape uh, <laughs> correctly and then went back into my, you know. And then it was trailer. shit. Now they gave me a line. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah, like, oh, no. It, it was. It was like, oh, now I got to work for a living. <laughs> uh, I love it. And uh, yeah, and it was a mistake because, you know, once once he started talking, you know, it was like it, that was the only interesting thing about his character. Uh, yeah, if, if, so if that funny. was even interesting, um, but yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was an interesting job and he got to work with crazy. Christina Applegate. Exactly. Who, she was, she's incredible. And I, I did, I did, um, sweetest thing too, which is a film that she was in that she starred in Cameron Diaz. Um, right. That was like, you know, uh, a joy. She's, she's a total pro and a lovely person. She seems real. Yeah, yeah. And and I remember they gave her like a I don't know, it was like a five or six page monologue, uh like I don't know, maybe a couple hours before we we're gonna shoot, maybe not even that much. Wow. She just read it over, nailed it, wow. you know, boom. 
I got this. Huh. You know, I was like, wow. She's a pro. There you I go. mean, she's a pro. I mean, you know, she grew up on married with children. <laughs> yes. So she, total sweetheart. And of course, gorgeous. So, you know, she was, she was a joy to work with all good. No lines, a lot of money. Yeah, that's right. That's, uh, that's nothing right. wrong with all that. You can hope for Now right. we also should talk about your podcast generation gab with a B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now generation you do this along with Chase O'Donnell. Chase O'Donnell, who's a comedian and an actress. She's millennial. I'm Gen X. And we talk about the similarities and differences between the two, uh, you know, based on what's happening in the day. Now, so how do you like doing the podcast? I love it. Really? I love it. Yes. It's like the joy to my week because there's, it's just fun. I love Chase. I mean, I, the reason we're doing the podcast is we cast her in a, we did a pilot for Eva, Eva Longoria. And we cast Chase as the lead, and um, I played a part. I played her boss in it, and um, I just loved improvising with her. She's just such a talented person, and I, you know, later on, I was like, I, I, I wanted to do something, you know, sort of fresh, and and uh, <laughs> I, I felt there weren't enough podcasts out there in the world. Of right. course not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I didn't think of a, of a podcast per se. I just called her and said, "Like, look, I want to do something with you." You know, I know this is weird, some old dude calling you up, but you know. And she was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Um, and so we started doing it. It's just been it's been fabulous. How many episodes you know? are you up to? That's a good question. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think we're in the forties. Wow. Yeah. And you yeah. like doing it? <laughs> I love it. Oh God, I hate See, it. You do. It's yeah. the worst. I mean, it's just the worst <laughs> yeah. in the world. But you know what? I'm glad that I'm talking to a podcaster, a fellow podcaster that enjoys it. Maybe I can change my ways. Yeah. 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 Well, you can say whatever you want. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Fuck can, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's right. And you can send it out there be heard and you, i don't know i just i love i like this i like the pandemic podcast too i like right and i being <laughs> in separate rooms it just i don't know why i'm just i'm digging it that's very interesting because i remember i listened to one of the first episodes of generation gab and i remember oh, yeah. you flipped out when you said the f word for the first time <laughs> yeah. you're like oh whoa are we going to do that on is this going to be family or not i'm like like i'm loving that it kept going <laughs> it was awesome well after being in tv for so long and not being allowed to do that stuff it was nice to just you know not worry about it so it's refreshing uh, to be able to say fuck all the time that's right well i guess so. after a while you're just like ah, oh, fuck fuck you know yeah who yeah. cares right i've done it uh but it's nice to not worry about what you're saying i remember on 10 items or less on tbs i made a joke about nipples yes uh, oh yeah and they they censored it we, we made a couple of jokes we were able to get one in but they censored it because i and it was just it seemed to me so like you know, gee, I was just yeah. like saying my nipples are, are erect because I've been in the freezer. That's yeah. And, I remember that. And, and one of the executives was like, Oh no. that And it, it made it through the censors. It made it through the lawyers. But yeah. It was just the executive said, I don't like the word nipple. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. That's so we weird. Have to make it through. First, we have to make it through the censors and the lawyers. And then you just get to put the kibosh on it. Oh man. That's horseshit. Well, yeah. We're, we're going to get to 10 items or less. Like I said, yeah. right. I could be the president of that fan club. And now one of your accomplishments we have not mentioned, but is very important. Geico Caveman. Oh, yeah. 
Yes, I'm the most famous person, most unrecognizable famous person in the world. Right. One of them. <laughs> yeah. That's a good gig, though, isn't it? Oh, hell. Oh, it was great. Loved it. And m- most of the stuff I did was improvised. They let me improvise all over the Because that's my gig. I, I improv. Oh, yeah. And and they let me, uh, imp- a lot of the lines that, you know, people remember and say back to me are stuff that, you know, I improvise, which is gratifying. And it was fun. You know, it's just a fun job. You know, commercials are so much fun to do because... You know, I mean, everybody's there to work and take it seriously, but in the end, you're like, well, hey, we're, you know, we're, you know, we're not curing cancer here. We're just, we're making a, a fun uh, commercial. And so there's a certain vibe on the set that's just, it's really pleasant. You know, everybody's getting paid. Everybody's happy to be there. Uh, you know, you're not doing Hamlet. Everybody knows you're not doing Hamlet. <laughs> and, uh, it's fun, you know? Well, well, wait, let's back up here. I would like to see the Geico caveman do Hamlet. That would be interesting. <laughs> I think that would yeah. be very interesting. I think he yes. could. Now, are you still and doing that character? I, well, I don't know. I mean, no. I, the, the, the Geico does, I, I see every now and then uh, a, a caveman spot, but it's none of the original Geico caveman because most of the spots, most commercials nowadays are non-union. So, oh, wow. um, so they, they've had to use non-union actors, uh, to do them, but yeah, the commercial industry's really, uh, kind of, they, the union's kind of been broken. So, um, I'm in the union, so I can't do non-union. And, uh, so yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of a, yeah, it's, it's a new world out there. Well, now nobody's doing commercials or anything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. All sitting around with a so, thumbs up our ass. Yeah. And, and doing podcasts. Right. And doing podcasts. Exactly. All right, we're talking to John Lear, and uh, John, we had some messages that came in on our website, MakeMyDamnMovie.com, and we mentioned that we were having you on, and oh I thought God. I'd read a couple to you. Oh, God. There's no, no oh, God. No, there's no, oh, God. It's all good. It's, yeah, it's all positive. Um, Just a I couple of them, though. IMDb, uh, IMDb uh, my, my manager asked me to go on IMDb because I had to change something, and it needed to be me to authorize. I can't remember what it was. And I didn't know that IMDb now allows comments. Oh, oh. even IMDb allows comments. So I go on IMDb and the top comic is the top comment is uh, not funny, bad actor. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. What? (laughs) You know what? I got to ask you a question about that. Here's here's a great question. Well, all of my questions are great. Oh, God. Yes. But here's here's a question. When you read something like that, how does it affect you? Honestly. It's just sort of like, oh, Jesus, seriously, you know, I, for me, it's just kind of like, oh, my God, you know, uh, I, I can't even, you know, because I never Google myself. I, I don't I don't want to know. I, I've never been a guy who reads um, uh, uh, any any sort of, uh, you know, critics or, you know, uh, reviews. Mm-hmm. My, my reason has always been like when. I have never read a review to decide whether I'm going to see a TV show for Christ's sake. Good for you. So, you know, so I'm sort of like, well, you know, why would I read them just to hear some persnickety person tell me the things they didn't like? I'm more, but I'm very involved in social media with people who watch the shows, you know, that, that I'm very involved in. So, um, 
that's kind of where I draw the line. I'm just not, you know, I'm just sort of like, hey, look, if you don't like it, that's fine. But I don't need, I don't want to hear about yeah, it. Yeah. Why comment like that? That's <laughs> but, but But I would think because, you know, I, I just would think that you would want everyone you're in this business. You would want everyone to appreciate what you do. And when you read something like that, it's got to like, damn. Uh, I mean, not, I mean, maybe I'm just hardened and I don't, I That's don't it. know. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're hard. to me a long time ago that if everybody likes what you're doing, you're in deep trouble. <laughs> Good <know>? point. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I remember, and I've always been involved in stuff that's kind of, you know, its own little small yep. niche sort of thing. So I've always been on that sort of end of things throughout my career. Okay. So, uh, I mean, Jesse was a, was an example, but even then I was this weird character on it. So, um, I don't know. I just, I've never really tried to please everyone. It's so impossible uh, and, and sort of fruitless anyway. So, right. Um, uh, you know, I, and you know, I don't like everything. I'm very opinionated with the stuff. I, I don't know. It's never really bothered me that everybody doesn't like it. I just don't want to, you know, get into it with people, you know, and try to convince them to like, if you don't like it, it's fine. Yeah. So, it's not worth you know, it. Watch. Well, let me read uh, some messages from our, our listeners oh, about you. All right. Well, here's the first right. one. John Lear is not funny. Just kidding. <laughs> bad actor. <laughs> yeah, bad actor. No, it says, so glad to hear John Lear is coming on. Please bring up Jailbait, one of my faves big time. That's Logan Ooh. G in Fort Collins, Colorado. So we talked oh, about Jailbait, and he loves Logan. it. Let's talk about Logan. Thank God. I, anybody who loves Jailbait is a friend of mine. Yeah. So I'm sorry that, that all the uh, episodes aren't available. I wish they were. Someday they will be. I mean, everything. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Yeah. Some I couldn't find it. You find can find it. clips yeah. on YouTube. They're out there. The whole thing with you trying to get with each gang inside the, the prison is <laughs> fucking hilarious. So That's available on YouTube. You got to watch that. He can't get... Yeah, he's just like he wants to be in a gang. He knows yeah. it's important, but none of them want him. And he goes to the Aryan <laughs> gang. Yeah. And he's like, you know, because he's tried the black the black gang obviously is not gonna bring him in. And he goes to the Latino gang, they're not gonna bring yeah. him in. <laughs> and the and high school the Spanish is bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his Spanish is no good. And then he goes to the white gang and they're just like, No, you and I'm like, Well, you know, and I and then I start talking about, you know, and I, I haven't been raped, and it's not that I <laughs> want to be raped i don't want to be raped it's a horrible thing but i am kind of curious as why i haven't been uh because everybody else has been and he's like you want it too bad you know he's like, <laughs> with the great thing about jailbait was it was all of these scary um uh character actors yeah that we had playing all the other prisoners and they were the sweetest guys and had, you know none of them ever if you look like a neo-nazi you know you're not going to be in a lot of comedies <laughs> no, no and and these guys were just like so thrilled to be in a comedy and you know be able to and, and their job mainly was just to keep a straight face while i improvised all over the place i don't know how they did that because it's well, they did. freaking they hilarious all the time yeah <laughs> gotta get that back on john Oh, that uh, would be great. So fun. Oh well, my god! I don't own it though. You know, it's not mine. So yeah, no. damn it. Sony and Crackle. You Get a petition out there. People. Yeah, maybe Logan. Maybe Logan yeah, can Logan. start to position. Lead it up. I yeah. mean, yeah. it worked I for mean, Family listen, Guy. 
Yeah, that's right. It works for a lot of shows. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would love for it to, I just want it to be out there so people can see it. Cause it was, yeah, so fun. it was a lot of fun. I remember catching it right at the end mm-hmm. on crackle and I like, <laughs> I just binged through it and it's easy to do cause they're not that long. Right. They're, no, they just wanted like, yeah. I don't know, five to eight minute episodes. There were 10 of them, I think. And I'd never seen anything like that before. And I thought this oh, is no. just super cool. You know, it's just these little shorts and you could just laugh your way right yeah. through them. And you know, you shouldn't be laughing yeah. at them. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> that was the problem. It's like, why am I laughing at this? This is, yeah, this is a little could be horrifying. Could be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, how, it was ant, not PC at all. No, no and that's why uh, we loved it. Yeah. Now, here's another one. Cool that John Lear is going to be on the Make My Damn Movie podcast. Now, I guess I'll have a reason to keep listening to at least one more show. Ha ha. <laughs> Fuck oh, you. Nice. Everybody, that, everybody's brutal. Yep. Everybody's Eric a damn P, critic. That's Eric P. from Panama uh, City, Florida. Also, I'll be interested to hear from John Lear. I really enjoyed Quick Draw. Hope there's more. That's from Jackson yes. T. in Vista, California. Me too. Are there going to be more? No. God, uh, what know, the hell? Canceled the show. Um, I under, my understanding is, and I, I have this on good authority, that the show still does really good numbers on Hulu. You yeah. Know, yes. At least their numbers. So it's still one of the, the most watched comedies. That's what yeah. I hear. I'm um, not a Harvard graduate, but I love history <laughs> and I love comedy. It was like a perfect sandwich for me. I hear you. And I loved it too. Um, you know, I we ha- there is a feature film that we wrote, a feature of Har- of uh, Quick Draw, uh, that takes place a year after the final episode. Because in the final episode, the mm. town burns down and yeah, and everybody <laughs> leaves, and the men go off to sort of explore their uh, their own uh, uh, their sort of gay curious or bi curious. <laughs> uh, we don't know for sure, but uh, the town teacher leads them all off, and, and he's the gay, t- the gay oh, that's, in the, yeah, that's in the right. Town. So there, you kind of get the feeling like there's something going to go down. Uh, but uh, but the the yeah, the film takes place a year after, mm-hmm. and it picks up all the characters, and it's it's really great. I'll tell you, the opening scene is in Mexico at a cantina, and uh, uh, Hoyle. Uh, the sheriff is drunk, passed out on a table, and uh, and um, uh, Shank, the uh, uh, the uh, Undertaker, oh yeah, uh, uh, enters and finds him, and that's how the film starts. So uh, we'll see. You know, there have been some some people have kicked the tires. It could happen. How I long have you been sitting on the screenplay? <sighs> Over a year, probably. That's not long. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know movies take forever. Uh, yeah, we know that's what this is all about. <laughs> yeah, Make my damn terrible, movie. Now I have a question. Terrible business. So, so, so this is interesting because we're, we're we're talking about screenplays, but you're a television pitch guy, right? Yes. Yes. And, and you know how to that's do mainly it. Mainly what I do. Yeah, that's what I do more than anything. Is I pitch uh, original shows into pitch rooms. I've pitched probably. I don't know, probably a hundred times. Damn. And it works. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot, right? Yeah. Um, so yes, I'm, that is, that's my stupid, stupid <laughs> business model <laughs> is to come up with an idea, try to pitch it, try to get it in development, try to get it all the way to pilot script, try to get the pilot shot and then try to get the series picked up. Okay. So what's yeah. the difference between pitching TV and a movie script? 
You know, I don't pitch movies, so I don't know. My understanding is movies is much more, um, you know, obviously about the, the, the script itself and, and, and pitching the story, whereas TV, you're creating a machine that's going to run for seasons. So it's, it's less about the pilot sometimes, although there's exceptions to every rule, and it's more about, okay, uh, here's how we're going to enter into the series, but what's important, what I'm trying to uh, impart to you, buyer, is that this thing can run forever. And and that it's built in and, and it has all of the parts that are going to you know make it crank something out forever. So when you so write that, a, a, I'm sorry. So when you write a TV pilot, are you thinking about the billion episodes that come after, or are you just concentrating on getting that pilot written and sold? Uh, both. Really? Because uh, the, the only way you're going to sell it is if they see that it will lead. Look, the the way a pilot gets gets turned into a series is they test it generally and they're going to test it to audiences and their question the big unasked question or often directly asked question to these people is do is this something you would come back and watch so that pilot has to set everything and that's why a pilot is this that's why there are so many bad tv shows is because the pilot (laughs) is this kind of unsolvable Rubik's cube where it's got to be an entertaining 22 minute thing in and of itself and exciting, but it's got to make you want to come back and watch it. And you've got to see that these characters can go on for seasons. Right. And, and so it's, it's this impossible machine you're trying to construct. And you're talking about millions of dollars here too. You're basically coming into a room, you're pitching something to people and you're saying, Hey, Give me ten million dollars uh, so that I can make this work, and they've got it. They know that if it doesn't, they're going to lose their job. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of pressure, uh, and it's you know, it took me a long time to realize I'm not an artist, more as much as I am a salesman, you know. And uh, we, I remember my partner Nancy Howard and I started realizing that once. We we're just like, oh my god, we're we're in sales. Yeah, and, pretty uh, much. <laughs> that's that's what we do, because uh, we do a lot more of sales than we do making art. You know, so um, unfortunately, that's the stupid ass business we've chosen. <laughs> it's not stupid ass. <laughs> now, let me ask you this: How often do writers send you pilots or scripts with a character for you in mind? You know, they, uh, I get that a lot, and and people bring that to me, and and they, you know, they uh, say like, would you, you know, because they know that if they attack people, I'm not enough to make a TV show go, not a network show, but I think as part of a bigger package, I'm sort of, uh, you know, a nice little bell or whistle to it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. If you have Keanu Reeves, you know, you don't need John Lear and ten other people. But what? if you don't have Keanu Reeves, you have you you get like six or seven John Lears and a good director and and, and a good script and written by somebody who's maybe was a staff writer on Friends. Now you you've got a package that'll give that'll vet it uh, more because you're convincing people, you know, that. You know that you're trying to con- you're trying to vet yourself and say, hey, this is a show, this is a team who can make a machine that will run for a long time and right. sell lots of shampoo bottles, <laughs> basically, or Geico insurance or whatever. Right. You know? 
Yeah, because I was that, that's kind of disappointing to me because I thought, you know, this is a good way we could use John. Yeah, we got to use John because I, I got an idea here. I took I have I have a screenplay that's got like it's like 40 pages, you know, and I'm thinking this is a pilot. Yeah. And I've never done that. Now I've only written screenplays. I've never written a pilot, but I thought, you know what? Maybe just maybe. And there's definitely a part in this that's got you written all over. Oh, it. Yeah. Well, send it over. Um, it, you know, I happily read it. The, you know, the problem is with pilot scripts is, and, and this is, this is the, the really frustrating thing is when you write a script for a TV pilot and there are millions of people, everybody's got a TV idea out there, a TV <sighs> show out there. And they think if they write the pilot that somebody is going to read the pilot and pick up the show. Mm -hmm. And that very, 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 i.e. never happens unless you're a writer who with some renown, you know, because not that you aren't. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> no, I am. No renowned. <laughs> Zip. But, you know, unless you're, um, oh, what's his face? Kelly, who writes, who wrote um, Ali. Oh, uh, you know, those guys, David yeah. and Kelly, unless you're people like that, then, because the problem is, is if you're not and the agent sends over the script, the, or and if you don't have an agent, then you're just using it to try to get an agent and then they don't even read it. The problem is, is because there's this thing called coverage, which I'm sure right. you guys know a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh, can we cover it? <laughs> I love and coverage. It's the writer's nightmare because coverage is a low. A person on the totem pole, like an assistant or just above that, maybe a manager uh, in the department whose job it is to read scripts and then write a little short assessment of the script. Right. And so now you've got you've you've, you've worked your butt off, you know, manufacturing every line for 40 pages and yeah. it fucking rocks. And if you read it, <laughs> yeah. you'll see it. But now it's somebody who just graduated college yeah. who's reading it. Yeah. <laughs> And they don't My really life. know, <laughs> and maybe they do. Even if they're bright, it's just like they're going to read it, and it's their take on your script. exactly. Yeah. It's got it's got to be the perfect storm. They it. have to get it. They have to have the sense of humor. They have to. Yeah. It it never works out that way, <laughs> right? And 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 Fuck TV it. is all about these. You know, door these people. You know, these gatekeepers, and um, even even at my level, which is you know basically uh, minor leagues, is uh, you know I can get into the rooms now of certain networks where the buyer, the person who actually makes the decision to greenlight a show, is in the room. Man. And that's taken me 25 years. Whoa. Yeah, but up. see, that's how we decided to have you on so we could use <laughs> you right. to get but us in there. Even I, those, those rooms where I were the gatekeeper, those are few and far between. Like I, Hulu, yes. You know, Turner, yes. You know, certain NBC because I sold something that, you know, I, but, 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 but at least half of them, no, it's the person just underneath the gatekeeper. Man. And then you're playing the television or the telephone game. Where that explains two broke girls. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm very disappointed. So thank you for making me want to off myself <laughs> yes. even more. This is a stupid, stupid business. <laughs> it really is. is. So speaking of stupid business, if <laughs> if someone wants John Lear as a career coach, can we go to your website? 
Yes, I thank you for saying that. I have started doing that. My wife is the one who made me do it, mainly because I I always I just feel if somebody sends me a script, I feel inclined to read it because I just know working up, I was just so desperate for people to read my stuff, and I feel like it's the least I can do. The problem is is that I get so much stuff that mm-hmm. I'm like you know, months behind and, you know, people send me stuff and it takes me six months to get back to them because I'm not like an executive. I'm trying to create my own stuff out there, but I, I feel a block. I just want, and I have found stuff that people have sent me that I'm where I'm, I am. I've set up a script at funny or die. We just pitched comedy central yesterday and it was somebody who sent me their script Nice, and I loved it. And I was like, Oh my God, I want. I think I can sell this. So <laughs> now I'm going to get even more script. No, 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 no. We don't want that. No, 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 no. See, Everybody this, out there, don't send them. Yeah, but how many of these people that are sending you these scripts have podcasts that you are on? <laughs> That's the question. No, oh, but man. so my wife said, "Look, she tried to stop me from doing it. I even meet with people." Like I have actors that have hit me up on Facebook or something. They're like, can I meet you for a cup of coffee? Yikes. My partners and I'll meet them for a cup of coffee. And my partner and wife are just like, you're going to get stabbed. In right. the neck. Yeah. Some, some kind of Craigslist. Killer. Yeah. Stop. Stop doing that. Well, it, look, it's a public place, you know? So but, um, <laughs> anyway, I just feel obliged to that, but there's way too many people to do it. And so my wife said, look, at least make a firewall where you charge them some money. Yeah. And that has really helped. It's weeded out a lot of yeah, the low uh, life. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, people you. whose script is I should probably shouldn't be reading in the first place. So yeah, but it's been interesting because hmm. adding a like a you know fee and my fee is like three hundred bucks, so it's not like a lot. But add, adding that little fee has really raised the um, the pr- the product that I've been reading. I've and I've it would. And, and, and I've been, you know, there's people who I've tried to help, and some of them are out there pitching. And I do know how to do it, and I, I'm good at, at making a strategy uh, that's based on you, where you are, and where your script is or where your idea is, rather than, hey, here's just this, this is the way you do it. You do it, that you know, there's each project has its own way in. And if you're somebody who, you know, doesn't have an agent, you know, you got to go a different route than somebody who's uh, has, has an agent maybe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or like you, who's been writing screenplays, but wants to try television, you know, that's a whole different ball game of, of getting that, that pitch out there. What's know? the website? Did we even, we uh, didn't John, bring it up. Johnlear.com is where I put Okay. It okay. So that's so got Jay everything was- you could want to know about this, right? <laughs> If, yeah, yeah. There's a there, there's a, a page you can click on it, but it also has jailbait on it, and it also has some other you know fun stuff. Yeah. Now, I want to talk. If you don't mind, I know we're, we we I hope we're not running long here, but I have no, I good. have to talk about ten items or less just for a moment. <laughs> I have to because this is not your garden variety sitcom. Uh-uh. Okay. <laughs> How how much of that show is improvised versus scripted? All of it. Really? Uh, it's all improvised. Yes. Well, here here's how we work. What? And this is the same with Quick Draw and same with Jailbait. Our approach has been 
we write really detailed scripts. Um, in fact, executives hated them because they were like single space, basically action <laughs> slugs. Oh, so they man. were like 30 page, you know, single space scripts, maybe some uh, suggested dialogue here and there. Uh, that we would send to the executives and go through the usual script process where they would give us notes and we would do rewrites. And finally the script would be locked into a shooting script. However, we never, there was no dialogue in it or very little. And we never, and the actors never saw the scripts. Hmm. So the executives saw the scripts, the crew saw the scripts. I knew the script because I wrote it and I'm an actor in it. So there's one actor who's read the script and the director, Nancy, has seen the script because she co- co-wrote it with me. Right. But but the actors would just show up on the day. They would get into costume and makeup. They would show up on the set at their call time. And we would say, okay, we give them the, the basics of the scene. You're, you're coming to the saloon because you want to drink even though the temperance ladies have – have put a stop to alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you've had a really bad day and you're, you know, you're all of your cattle died from some horrible disease. Um, and now I know that that is going to lead to the next scene, which is going to get us into a, you know, you know, whatever the plot is, I'll lay all the pipe basically Wow. Uh, for it. But the, but we wanted, we wanted, that energy and comedy that only comes from the spontaneity of improv man and not and we didn't want them to tell to do any of the storytelling because if we're going to do that why not just write it you know right. script it wow so we really wanted it to you know have that feeling of like when your friend says something and you guys laugh but if you try to repeat it later on it's not as funny you know that that's oh, I, yeah we were trying to get that is yeah. or some people described it as like a writer's room but everybody's in costume and makeup yeah <laughs> i cannot i, I cannot believe that. that that was improvised i mean and by the way in my hand right here what am i holding right here uh 10 items or less yes i have a, the complete series on dvd Ooh. that's how big a fan i am that I, is do you have all three seasons on yeah i have all three that is a um uh, yeah, the, the the full. I did not know they had released the third season on DVD until just recently. Best season. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought so too. I mean, so they're all do. good. Don't get me wrong. I know that. What do you What do you mean? The first two were fine too, but no. I <laughs> but the, the, let me tell you this real quick. We're talking to John Lear. Um, I have two all time favorite sitcom episodes of any sitcom ever. Okay, two. What? <laughs> And that includes Cheers, Big Bang Theory, The Office, Charles in Charge. <laughs> yes. Okay. But but check this out. One of them is Seinfeld uh, episode called The Merv Griffin Show. The other oh, yeah. the other is from Ten Items and it's called The Whistler. Oh my! <laughs> I love God, the Whistler. I I swear to. It's where your character Leslie records a demo CD of whistling <laughs> tunes and it becomes <laughs> a hit. I fucking love that. Yes. Show. <laughs> oh my. That is that. Where did that, that come from? I mean, how I did that? Know. How do you come up with that one? Well, we have a friend uh, who's a show who was a show. He was a writer on Roseanne, and he was is such a good whistler, like he's huh. a really good whistler. Like, and and there are professional whistlers out there, <laughs> <laughs> and that just sent us down a crazy road of like, oh my God, we've got to do something. Wouldn't it be amazing if Leslie was 
could whistle like, yeah. and made an album. Yes. I mean, I love it that when they play it over the store PA, yeah, what yes. does Ingrid say? Uh, I, it was the best whistling album I've ever heard. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's clearly reading the CD cover. I mean, John, that is one of the funniest sitcom episodes ever. If you have not seen that episode of 10 Items yeah. or Less, that's oh the one to start. It is so bizarre. It is he, bizarre. I remember we were cutting the, um, well, he goes, Leslie goes to Super Value Mart, has him on their. Um, oh, my God. Their, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, their home shopping club. Home shopping oh, that's, club. that's right. Uh, and that to me, there's a, that's that scene <laughs> with Ralph Garman, who plays the. Uh, the when he the, tells you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Because we're cursing and we're bleeping out all the curses. <laughs> Leslie starts cursing. Yeah. Oh my God! You know what? It was so interesting fun. because I thought, "Wow, I would love to see that scene without the bleeping." But yes. then I thought, "No, the bleeping makes it that, funnier." Exactly. The bleeping makes it funnier because you can see what you're saying. Exactly, and it's so that was so much fun. And then the other funny part of that show was when we did the, um, the music video. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> and I remember being in a room, this big edit suite, talking seriously to this editor saying, if I could have a flying my head's flying That's right. formation singing uh <laughs> whistling. Oh my god. Were you actually whistling? No. Oh, oh I can't whistle. Okay, shit. I take it back. Uh, I hate that oh, episode. No. <laughs> I really God, thought no. I, my whistling is nowhere near. Those were amazing. We hired a professional whistler to do all the whistling. Oh, I was going to say, was it the showrunner from Roseanne? But no, I guess not. No, he wasn't good enough. We needed a really <laughs> wow. good whistler. We wanted, but you know, it's funny because for your show, um, your podcast, the, the one of the things we discovered in that episode, which we later applied to Quick Draw, was that. In comedy, if this if the hero of your show has a secret, uh, you know, as a superpower, if he has something that he's better than anybody else in the world at, mm -hmm. then he can be the most ridiculous oh, character ever. And we true. stumbled on that with the whistling episode where it's like, okay, Leslie has this ability, no matter how ridiculous, it is a value that he can whistle. Sorry, that's my doggy. Uh, hey, Earl. <laughs> I think the mailman's here. Uh-oh. God, pandemic living, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, but 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 we later figured that out with uh, quick. Hey, buddy, it's okay. Earl, stop. Sorry, uh, but we later figured that out with quick draw. Uh, with uh, you know the sheriff that he was the best shot in the world. Oh, that's right. Yeah, was like we gave him a secret, superpower, a secret superpower. I, I just, I just, I, I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've seen the, the, that episode of 10 items, the whistler. The I mean, whistler. I'm not kidding. Oh my God. Anytime yeah. I'm, yeah. this is true. Anytime I'm just kind of feeling like shit, I'm Look like, I got to pop that in. Cause I do have it on CD <laughs> or DVD. <laughs> now I gotta, I, I gotta ask you one quick thing before we let you go. Um, the, the, the great cast on, on 10 items or less, uh, Jennifer, uh, Elise Cox, she played Jam Brady in the Brady Bunch movies. That's right. Amazing. And she Amazing. played the rival grocery store manager, yeah. <laughs> Amy yes. Anderson, who you also yes. had a high school crush on. Now, why did she leave the show? She, 
I don't think you know that sh- that part. I believe started as a recurring role. Like she wasn't a series regular at first under contract. So I think we didn't we did not own her. That's a horrible way to say it. <laughs> no, it's not. No. It's fine. Uh, we did not have her for the future. Hi. Oh, I see. Hi. How are you? Come on in. This is Earl. Oh my God, my house has become a total nightmare. <laughs> I've heard Everyone's so has on your podcast. You talk about the nightmare. <laughs> but yeah, we didn't have her for uh, the following season, I think, and she got on something else. Mm. Yeah, she was really, so, really yeah. good. I liked, I liked the dynamic between yeah, both of you. And, and one more question, I She's gotta so ask you: with. Were you guys the ones that coined the phrase "bromance"? Yeah, you know. I- I swear. I don't know. We we had an associate producer on our show named David Kleiler, who was also weirdly um, in the independent um, music scene in a band in a series of bands in Boston when the like the, that indie scene was really coming. So he was like dialed into subculture mm-hmm. in this crazy way. And it, I think it came from him, oh. and he may have coined it because I had never heard it, and I thought it was the funniest thing yeah. ever. I was just like, "Oh my god, bromance! That's amazing!" But I think he, if if it was coined by us, it was coined by him. But yeah. it's possible. I never, I'd never heard it before Me that either. episode, which is great. Now, now one other quick thing: um, the uh, USDA inspector in that she's in Quick Draw, right? <laughs> yes. There's a, there's the familiar faces. Yes, Allison Dunbar. Yes, amazing. Yeah, she's good. Uh, yes, we, we because of our style with which requires this you know really this hybrid actor writer improv person. Uh, once we found people who could do it, we you know just kept hiring them. Yeah, because she was <laughs> oh my god as Honey Shaw, she was brilliant. Yeah, oh, and quick draw. She's yes. uh, she is a powerhouse i mean she's gorgeous beyond belief uh, like just dripping sex basically but then she's funny as shit Mm -hmm. yeah perfect madam (laughs) oh my god she's just like i've never met anybody like her she is just an incredible incredible person she's wonderful she's an amazing dancer um triple great person too yeah she's just a solid pro she doesn't she doesn't require any she's and she should she should be more of a diva <laughs> frankly yeah. i mean we were ready we treated her like a diva because she you know she deserved it but she was just like everybody else you know she just she just you know made it happen she came to work and did it and went home <laughs> yeah. you know just a dream a dream cast member beautiful oh my god yeah. Well, uh, yeah. big fans here, and yeah. we're so glad that you uh, were so nice enough to come yeah, on thank our you podcast. So here, much. Oh, God, you guys, my pleasure. I'm so sorry about the doggy. That's uh, all right. Geez, our do- <laughs> the dog it's, here, I mean, she's usually a mute. Yeah. It's real. It's real, John. Uh, again, johnlear.com. Check that out. And, uh, of course, 10 items or less. Quick draw jailbait if you can find it. Mm-hmm. And, John, again, thank you so much yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for guys. coming on. All right. Thank take you. care, John. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. There you go, John Lear, everybody. It was nice of him to come on. But, see, I think he was open to me using him. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it seemed like it. To sell a pilot. There you go. Which could be launching pad for making these damn movies. Seven original Seven original screenplays. And that's the end of that. Right? There you go. Because really all this... There's your boat money coming. My boat money is there. <laughs> my FU money. Right? Uh-huh. I can say, hey, this guy that I love his show, the 10 items or less, I'm a big fan, you know, he's in my corner. Mm-hmm. He's, there you go. You know, going to be in the the sitcom. He's be in it. Now all I got to do is write it up. <laughs> it's that's simple. It's all Just I got to do. Up. Oh my god! All right, that is it. Uh, check out our website, makemydamnmovie.com. Thanks to Peddler's Glory for our opening theme music, Thank Peddler's you. Glory, and the uh, voice of our disclaimer, Doc Holiday, and of course, John Lear. Yay! Thank you. All right, we're out of here. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye, Z.